Drink it in now. Deep left side carry on. Picks up a block. At the five. At the two. At the one to the end zone. Touchdown Detroit Lions. Drink it in now. Get up Stafford throws. It is end zone. Detroit Kool-Aid, Detroit Kool-Aid drinkers, what is going on everybody? We are back here on the Detroit Kool-Aid cast, your host Eric Okri here on a Friday where I am serving up some Honolulu Blue, future Super Bowl flavored Detroit Kool-Aid. Drink it in <laughs> Let's Let's go ahead and get in. This is going to be a fun show because uh, like I say, it's a Friday. I'm going to keep it simple today. I'm going to talk about a couple news and notes off the top about a guy we cut. I'm going to talk about a guy we need to cut and give you some of the financials. And then we're just going to talk a little general uh, where this roster's at. But, the you know, the back half of the show is going to be a live mock draft with trades. We're going to wheel and deal, make some trades, um, see how it shakes out, see what kind of offers we get. That'll be the majority of the show. But uh, let's not mess around. Let's get into it right now. So, you know, news of the week pretty much uh, is the Lions finally um, got rid of Justin Coleman. You know, to me, this was a guy hired, you know, signed a couple years ago by Bob Quinn and uh, seemed like a good move at the time. You know, it was like, man, we, we had not invested in corners and I don't even know how long since before I had been a fan. And we... Decided to pay big money for a big, uh, not a big in stature, but a slot corner that had, you know, Patriot ties coming from Seattle, good age, you know, right in that 24, 25 years old, and paid him a big chunk of money, you know, Justin Coleman, and, uh, you know, thought this guy come in here, he'd just straight up always be that slot corner, be able to hold his own. We could add some other pieces around him, really be able to finally defend the pass. I mean, Justin Coleman came in here. He started out, you know, decent. You remember the punch outs that he had, as well as some of the turnovers, some of the plays he made. But overall, I mean... Got injuries, was real inconsistent where he, he'd have good start and then, a, and then a bad stretch in, in that first year and then played better towards the end. Then came in in 2020 and just had a ho-hum, you know, whatever type of year. He was out there. You know, I know he made some tackles. I know he did a few things that were productive. But overall, didn't live up to the money. I mean, this guy basically in 2019, you know, was a – Yearly cash amount of eight million. You know, last year he came in around where between cash probably about eleven ish, you know, when it's all said and done. And like I say he's only twenty six years old, but the Lions had a potential out in twenty twenty one in his contract, so it only make it a two year eleven million dollar deal. So uh, again, you're only looking at 
you know, six, seven million per with a, with a four million dollar dead cap or so, and that's what the Lions are doing. They're taking that out. They're getting out of this contract, and I, Justin Coleman's going to go somewhere else and be an okay depth, bottom of the roster NFL player. But the Lions are going to take that money and use it and draft guys and put guys in play that will just be better on Sundays than Justin Coleman ended up being. Like, of course, I was drinking that Detroit Kool-Aid. Drink it in, With with a side of cornbread. Cornbread! Cornbread! Hoping that this guy would be good, and he just didn't live up. I mean, yeah, I I hoped he'd turn it on. I hoped that he'd get his hands on a few footballs and, and make some plays. It never happened, so... You know, Justin Coleman, I've been waiting on this move. I don't know what, what it took so long. I mean, the, the other details in the contract are, you know, if he's a pre-June 1 cut, which you would say, well, that's obviously what it is. You know, only be a $2 million cap savings. But, you know, I don't have all the details, all the black and white, all the fine print in front of me. But I did see on Twitter, which you know is gold, everybody. If it's on Twitter, it's got to be true. <laughs> uh, somebody there had said, you know, that you get you get two post June ones, and uh, you cut them now and make it a post June one release. And like I say, that that bumps it all the way up to five million. That doubles the cap savings that you get from this move of moving on from Justin Coleman. Obviously, I think that's what Brad Holmes and company is trying to do. I'm in full support of it, you know. When another thing, when Justin Coleman came in, it was like, oh man, he's boys with Darius Slay. Oh, he he's cousins with Tracy Walker. That never mattered. <laughs> Darius Slay never like took this guy under his wing or cared about him. Um, they never played great together or anything. You know, Tracy Walker never saw them hanging out or or making great plays on the field because they knew each other. So that was another big swing and miss by Bob Quinn trying to connect dots, trying to put guys together that knew each other. There's like, can they play football? Can they cover? Because towards the end of his time, Justin Coleman could not cover whatsoever. He was getting roasted, toasted, and extra crispy all day, every day. And it was getting ridiculous. And you know this guy doesn't really want to tackle. You know he didn't care because all he was doing, as Benny Blades would say, is he's going to the pay window. Going to the pay window? Exactly, Benny. He was just going to the pay window every Tuesday, clashing that big check and never did anything on the football field. You're lucky Benny Blades wasn't around. You're 36 wasn't in that locker room he'd be having a word with you justin coleman so justin coleman boom out of here he gone thank goodness uh we'll move forward and get some new football players some younger hungrier players and guys that cost a lot less than you know six seven eight nine whatever this guy was making when all the dots and and cents and dollars went through the the old uh you know, register there, the old ledger. I mean, we'll see you later, man. So that was a cut they made. You know, they've obviously got Rich Trufant now, Christian Jones, um, moving on from some other guys. So good to see that, you know, seems to all be good quality moves um, so far. No big surprises by Mr. Brad Holmes. But there's a guy. Hold on. I, I, I'm not going to re-record because we just do everything live. <laughs> But I just gave you guys totally the wrong numbers on Justin Coleman. So let me just personally rewind that for a second and give you the actual numbers, which I was mistaken. 
a, a pre-June one on Justin Coleman would save you about $5 million. But because they're probably and hopefully going to make it a post-June one, that's going to bump it up to nine. So, again, still going to double it. Um, you know, Justin Coleman, I, this is why I was so confused on some of the numbers. They seem too low. I mean, Justin Coleman cost us 11 in cash in 2019. Seven plus million last year with a with some dead cap, um, fifteen million in dead cap, a cap hit of over ten, and he was going to bump up to eleven plus the next couple years. That's why we said see ya. So, gosh, I apologize for getting those numbers wrong, but you want to know who some of those numbers were that I was about ready to uh, get to, and that's the outlaw Jesse James. <laughs> why is this guy still on the team? Why is this guy not been let go? He is the slowest, the worst six, seven million dollar tight end in the National Football League. I mean, this guy, go back and watch the tape. Anytime Jesse James catches the football, before he even turn up the field, he's got the old stiff arm out and he's just looking to prance around because he does not want to get touched and he knows he cannot run. So Jesse James, you might be six six, six seven, you might be a big dude. You can't catch, you can't run, you haven't made any plays. <laughs> yeah, this guy's got to go and he's got to go now. And this is why. I mean, like I said, first year eight million dollars in yearly cash. I mean, this year, a $6 million hit. Now, thank goodness Bob Quinn did one good thing in his life. He put in a 2021 potential out for both Justin Coleman and the outlaw. And we're getting out. Two years, $12 million. That's $6 million, $7 million a year. $6 million or whatever that is on average. Yeah, $6 million. But it was about to get real ugly because if we keep this guy around, that's bumping up to like... <laughs> Where's the original on this contract? He signed a four-year, $22.6 million deal, $7 million signing bonus, 10.5 guaranteed, an average salary of nearly $6 million. I mean, there are a million things we could do better with $6 million and pay Jesse James to block every once in a while and stand over there and hand out Gatorade. So... This guy's gone. I don't know what Brad Holmes is waiting around for. And again, make this a post-June one. Lump him up with Coleman because I don't know if there's any better savings we can get than these two stiffs. So Jesse James going to save you like two if you don't make him a post-June one cut. If you do, it bumps up to five. Again, $3 million extra savings. Yes, please. Jesse James off the roster. Yes, please. Anybody. Put anybody in there. And like I said, I'm a proponent of uh, Hunter Hunter Bryant there. I, I don't know what his ceiling is or he hasn't done much on the football field. A lot of injury issues. But I'm pretty sure we can get by with him, especially in 2021 where the expectations aren't, aren't there for the Lions. I'd like to see the Lions still be aggressive and add another pass-catching tight end and find a, a blocker on the uh, in the discount bin where you can just get somebody that if you pay them nothing, you just say, all right, you're going to you're gonna line up and block and, and be a bigger-bodied, non-athletic type guy. That's what I would do at the tight end position. But everybody that's over out here telling me, oh, we got TJ Hawkinson. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I know we got TJ Hawkinson. I'm happy we have TJ Hawkinson. But you know what we don't have? Really anybody behind TJ Hawkins except the question mark it is Hunter Bryant. So need to bolster that position, 
This is the new NFL 2021, so you can have two tight ends out on the field that can both give be the old mismatch nightmare, as they call it. And I'm not saying you got to take Kyle Pitts up top. I'm not against it, though. But in the third, fourth round, you find yourself another decent tight end and catch the football. And just get rid of Jesse James, please. That's all I really want. This guy... It's a bad signing, bad football player. I think he made two plays the whole time he was here. He scored a sneaky touchdown in a game this past year that I remember, and he got a first down at a game that I was at against the Chargers to win us the football game. But I even hate to say win us the football game because I bet you his stat line was one catch for six yards in that game, and the six yards got us a first down on the final play and helped us win. So... You know, those players got to go. There's a few other players I bet Brad Holmes and company will cut. But we're getting down to it. I mean, next week when you guys hear the show, it's going to be free agency. We'll talk about it next Friday about, you know, what where everybody's going. I, I'd expect the Lions to be pretty quiet. But they still got to need some trimming up of the roster. They need to hold their water and not go out and spend a bunch of money. They need to draft really well. And they need to bring in a few sneaky upside plays this offseason and see what they got. So we will see what I can come away with in this live mock draft with trades. But other than that, I mean, the only other thing I want to mention, I guess, is if you guys want to hear more Brad Holmes, you can go to the Huddle and Flow podcast. He was on there. I gave it a listen here just recently before I got recording. You know, good stuff, man. He just seems like a good dude. He He's appreciative of his opportunity. He's smart. He's calculated. I mean, I could see a, a scenario where he says all the right things, tries to do all the right things, and he misses on some picks, and it doesn't go as well as people are expecting or hoping for it to go. But what I really hope is that he comes in and all this – you know, moxie, alpha, smart, calculated, strategic, process guy, um, draft scout comes through. And this guy just absolutely nails the 2021 draft. He puts a fun product on the field, regardless of record, 2021. He gets a little more aggressive in free agency. And then in the draft, he nails it again. And we got ourselves a young, exciting, quality football team in 2022, heading into 2023, ready to actually win some big-time ball games, find ourselves in the playoff, get that home playoff game in the D. You know what I'm saying? Am I filling it up for you folks or what? Drink it in. Drink it in. Drink it in, man. Exactly. So let's let's not mess around. I mean, you you know what time it is here on the show. Oh, <laughs> there it is. When we when we get back from the break, we will be doing a live mock draft on the Draft Network website. There are going to be trades. There are going to be, be, be people calling. The DTO scouting office for trades. I will be evaluating those trades. I will be telling them, telling you, the listening audience, what those trade offers are. I will be making the final decision if I'm Brad Holmes, if I'm going to select those trades. And then we're going to make some picks. And we got six picks now in round one through five. I pretty much guarantee we're going to end up with more picks than that when I end up wheeling and dealing in this mock. So everybody, it should be fun. Everybody loves a mock draft. So everybody, we'll take a quick break, get our great sponsors in here, and we come back. 
Everybody loves a mock draft. You got to come back for that, everybody. Be right back. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. What's going on, everybody? This is your host, Derek Oakry of the Detroit Kool-Aid Cast. And this is normally where I tell you about some of our great sponsors. But today, I want to tell you about my other Lions podcast. It's called Believe in Lions. And that's spelled B-L-E-A-V on the Believe Podcasting Network with both myself and Lions legendary safety, Benny Blades. Yeah, you know who he is. The hard-hitting safety, Benny Blades, played for the Lions. He also played for... The U, you know what it is, the University of Miami, those Miami Hurricanes. He mentions it multiple times a show. Benny loves to talk about his Hurricanes, his Lions, and I love to play this soundbite on the show. We have a ton of fun on that show. We laugh, we joke, we talk Lions. Like I said, he brings up the Hurricanes. I talk about my Michigan Wolverines. Um, it's, it's a really fun show. Benny loves the Lions. He tells great stories from his playing days as well as uh, we're just rooting on this team. We B-L-E-A-V in the Lions. So please go ahead, find it on your favorite podcast platform. Hit that subscribe button and check it out. Share it with a friend. We really appreciate it. So check out Believe, B-L-E-A-V in Lions with myself and Benny Blades. Thank you guys so much. All right, everybody, we're back from the break. I thank you so much for listening to our sponsors. It really helps the show. Appreciate you listening to the show. I mean, I just love doing the Detroit Kool-Aid cast. I love talking football with you, the fans of Detroit, Lions fans, people that are optimistic about this football team, the people that are listening to this every week, knowing that this team has struggled the past few years has struggled the past few decades you're still here rooting on this football team you're drinking that detroit kool-aid and you know that eventually we'll get this thing together here for the detroit lions yes sir you know it so let's not mess around anymore let's get into this mock draft again give you a little bit shorter show but this is going to be this might take us some time to work our way through this so i'm gonna hit start here on this mock and you're gonna hear the phone ringing here uh, on the podcast and i will give you the trades we will make the pick i'll give you my opinion on the pick and hope you guys enjoy this so here we go hit start there on the on the mock and we the phone is ringing it will be ringing already so uh we're picking up we're listening to all offers there's no doubt about it so let's take a look at these first few offers for pick number seven we've got the washington redskins on the phone they're offering pick number 19 pick number 51 in the second round and pick number 82 in the third round for pick number seven we also have Jera Jones and the Dallas Cowboys on the line. They are offering pick number 10 and pick number 44 in round two to move up here to pick seven. 
And we have the San Francisco 49ers on the line. They are offering pick 12, pick 43, and pick 172 in the fifth. Ooh. San Fran, I think you're out just because I already know I can get a first, a second, and a third. So the question is, do I want to move down to 19 but pick up that third rounder? Or do I only want to move down three slots and pick at 44 with the Dallas Cowboys? So it's it's a tough call. I mean, I'm I'm a quantity guy where I want as many picks as possible without getting too ridiculous. So normally I would take that Redskins offer, but let's let's go ahead here. Let's let me let me evaluate for a second. I'm going to go ahead and see who's on the board first of all. So top of the, the first few picks, just give you guys that first, went Trevor Lawrence, Jaguars, Zach Wilson to the Jets, Penne Sewell, the offensive tackle to the Miami Dolphins, Justin Fields, quarterback to the Atlanta Falcons, Jamar Chase heading to the Bengals to play with Burrow and all those offensive weapons that they're building there. And Kyle Pitts, the tight end from Florida, went number six. So, as you can imagine, plenty of options here for the Lions. Devontae Smith still on the board. Jalen Waddell is still on the board. Many people want that receiver. Trey Lance is on the board. That's a guy that I've been championing here recently, saying that I think quarterback trumps all, as well as, you know, I think you could – you could bring him along and you could also use him in packages, whether it be just regular quarterback packages or goal line, run him, you know, do lots of different things with a little bit of a two quarterback combo. And the minute that he's better than Jared Goff or when he's ready, if Jared Goff is balling out, you trade Jared Goff. If Jared Goff's not playing well, you sit him down, you play the young fella. So that's kind of what I've been um, saying is, is best for the Detroit Lions. But let's go ahead and see. I mean, Rashawn Slater's a big old offensive tackle. That would be something to consider. Micah Parsons is still on the board. You know, plenty of players for the Detroit Lions. So I think we're just going to try something a little different. I make mean, it easily go and take that Washington offer and and uh, go down to 19, pick up that third rounder. Let's try this because when I'm doing mocks, I'm kind of trying just to do things that will see how they shake out. So I do like that Dallas offer only go down three spots as well as picking up 44 rather than what 51, I think is what the the Redskins wanted. So we're going to go ahead and take the Dallas offer knowing that we're going to get a player we love at 10, but also knowing that another team might call and we can make a second trade and move down again in round one, which would be ideal. So let's go ahead and send this offer, resend it to Dallas, and, and they went ahead and took that. So we got picks 10 and 44. See who Dallas takes. Phone's already ringing. <laughs> So now Washington is back on the phone, but they've taken their second rounder off the table and trying to give me two sevenths. That's not going to work with the third rounder. But the Miami Dolphins are on the phone and they would like to give a first, a third and sixth and a future six next year. So let's go ahead and see who's on the board. Again, I don't love those offers. 
So Jalen Waddle, top of the board. Devontae Smith is still there. Trey Lance went off the board to the Panthers at number eight, which you'd expect. The Cowboys went up and they got Caleb Farley, the cornerback. And you just look here, see what we got going. I think in this scenario, Micah Parsons went number nine to the to the Bron- Broncos. So here's what happened. So I traded down only three slots, but I lost out on Trey Lance, Micah Parsons, who are two targets for the Lions. I obviously still have the receiving targets on the board, but I'm a guy that thinks I can get a receiver later. I don't love these trades either. You know what I mean? I don't love that offer by the Miami Dolphins. Like a a third, moving down to 18, a third, sixth. See if I can tinker with this. There's really not much to do that's going to work here, I don't think. Trying to see if I could take that third off and maybe get a second. So do I want to go down again? Do I want to just stay where I'm at? Did lose out on the third rounder in my initial offer. I can get that back plus a sixth. Still be higher than what I would have got with the um with that initial offer from the the Redskins in regards to the second rounder I got from the Cowboys and whatnot. So let's but that means I'm gonna miss out on I'm gonna miss out on Devontae Smith. But I I just feel so confident that there's there's still gonna be good players at 18. So for this exercise again, just because I love a double trade down in round one, let's go ahead and take this offer from the Dolphins. We're getting a pick at 18. We're getting a third rounder pick 81. We're getting a sixth, and we're also getting a sixth next year as well. But let's go ahead and. Make sure. All right, we're gonna go ahead and we're gonna go ahead and send that through. Does the Dolphins? Oh, said they declined, but I got a little greedy. I tried one little extra pick, and they they didn't want to do that. But they have accepted the other deal, so we're gonna slip down to 18. Yeah, we're gonna miss out on Devontae Smith. Yeah, we're gonna miss out on Jalen Waddle. That's okay. We'll figure it out. And the phone is ringing again at 18. The Bengals would like to trade their second, their third, sixth, and a future fifth. The Buffalo Bills are willing to give up their pick in round one, as well as their third round pick and a fifth. So here's the problem. Like, I've already traded down twice. I've acquired multiple picks. I always tell people on Twitter that you can't you can't acquire like 15 to 18 players in a draft. And that's that's what I'm going to be coming up on if I do one of these deals. Let me look at that Buffalo trade again. That'd be taking me all the way down to pick 30. But it would be giving me another third and another fifth. We're going to look at the board here and see before we do it. Which again, I think I think another trade would kind of be very unrealistic. This is probably even unrealistic based on multiple trade downs. But like I say, we're having a little fun here with the trades. Looking at the board, you know, top players, Darisaw, the offensive tackle. You got Najee Harris, Mac Jones, Travis Etienne. 
Vera Tucker, Jalen Phillips from the U. Christian Barrymore is there. Rashad Bateman. That I like to wait on wide receiver. Gregory Rousseau is still there as well. So I went from pick seven down to ten. Now down to eighteen. I gotta say, I, I don't love a lot of these options right here at eighteen. But I gosh, I'm just a little hesitant to to make another deal at this point. I don't want a running back. I don't want Mac Jones. Let's go ahead and do this because I don't know if he would make it any farther. I think this guy's a really top-end talent. And, gosh, I'm debating between Bateman, Phillips, and Russo. But I, I don't really want to take them here, to be honest. I really don't. So, forget it. If I don't love it, we're going to trade down again. <laughs> Why not? This is the trade mock draft. Uh, so maybe we can bundle some of these picks if we want to move up at some point. We'll take a look, but uh, we're going to take the bills offer, go down to 30 and take one, three and five from them because at 30, there's going to be a player. I love the value at where here. I just don't love the value as much. So we're going to go ahead and send that offer. We are wheeling and dealing like Brad Holmes hopefully does in the actual draft. I know some of you draft experts, are thinking ah this is crazy you can't do this you should have taken all these other players well i like to trade down i like to play the board i like to wait and see the phone is still ringing it's getting ridiculous now <laughs> like eagles a second third and a sixth the patriots want to give us two or three <laughs> two fours to get out of round one completely oh my goodness unbelievable I, I do like that patriots offer though but that would give us just so many draft picks it'd be ridiculous we're sitting here at 30 i mean travis etn is the top guy on the board but we're gonna go ahead and pick here i mean i would like to take that that patriots offer but there is a guy here i love and he's right at the top of the board at a position of need as well we're going to go ahead at the end of round one here and take Xavier Collins, linebacker, rush player, you know, big physical specimen of a, of a beast from Tulsa at pick number 30. We're going to draft him right now. I know I got to move through this mock here. If the phone would stop ringing, I can't trade all day, every day. So now the, uh, the Falcons are, are wanting to know if we want to move, um, they want a future first. Yeah, we're not doing that. Yeah, we're basically not trading unless I'm coming back up because we got all these picks. But look at this. We created pick 41, 44. We're coming up. The the Rams are calling. <laughs> we I mean, we, we just can't do it. We can't give up 41 um, to take a two and a three at this point. The Raiders are giving a two and a six. Come on, man. That just makes no sense. But no, we're 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 not dealing. Let me look at the board. Make sure I, I like somebody here. I'm sure I do. All right, so we took the big linebacker. Again, I've got some of my favorites. You guys kind of know who they are if you follow me on Twitter at Derek Oakry. But let me just give you a little nugget right here. There's this player named Javante Williams out of North Carolina. This guy is kind of a hidden gem. Nobody's talking about him. Plays running back. 
He can be a really dynamic number two. He's a heck of a football player. He might end up being one of the top one or two running backs in this draft when it's all said and done. He's the top player on the board. I wouldn't be against the Lions taking him and making him and Swift just a dynamic one-two punch, but that would be like three years out of the last four or whatever taking a running back around too. So I'm not going to do that right here. I'm going to take one of my favorite players again. I love getting Zaylen Collins and I love getting this kid right here. Trayvon Morig, um, safety at TCU. People are just raving about this kid. I feel like another great safety with Will and with Tracy. And beefing up the corners the way we have could really be dynamic. So I'm going to take him here at pick 41. At pick 44, the phone is still ringing. I'm going to turn down these offers. They're all decent. But again, we can't have a million picks. And Javante Williams is still on the board. As well as, you know, Baron Browning, Alex Leatherwood, Elijah Moore, the wide receiver. Rondale Moore is on the board if we want to get our receiver at this point. More good linebackers if that's how we wanted to go. You know what? Ah, I can't do it. I can't take Javante Williams. I just can't. I I feel like I can find a running back later. So I'm going to go ahead and select here at 44. See, I, I don't know if this is the type of player the Lions like, but I have waited on receivers before, and it gets a little dicey the longer I wait. So I'm going to pass up Elijah Moore, who's the higher ranked ranked wide receiver. I know a lot of people like him. I like him a lot, too. But I'm going to go with this kid right here. Weight room warrior. Just a solid kid, top to bottom. Just get the football in his hands. Let him make plays. I'd like to see Rondale Moore on the Detroit Lions here in the second round at pick 44. It's a little bit of a reach down for a wide receiver, but we got our linebacker. We got a safety. Let's go ahead and get ourselves a weapon for Jared Goff and help him out a little bit. Rondale Moore, kind of the scat guy. Just get the ball to him. Tyrell Williams, take the top off the defense. Bigger bodied guy. Quintez Cephas, that slow guy, but he can make plays. And maybe we'll get another receiver later, too. So we'll take Rondale Moore here for the Detroit Lions. Again, I'm not sold on that. I'm not sold on taking a wide receiver, especially at that point or that player. But in this scenario, because I got all those extra picks that I acquired, I feel like I could go ahead and, and get it done right there. I'd already helped out the defense. I went ahead and helped out the offense a little bit. More trades from the Raiders. Not doing that. You know, a 3-4 um, if I want to move down quite a few picks in this round and the next round from the Chiefs. I'm not going to do that. So we're picking here at 72. Now, Richie Grant is still on the board from UCF. He's a great player, but we already took a safety, so he can't, can't, kind of can't go there. Look at the board, see what we got. <laughs> Got some interior linemen. You know who I'm going to take right here? Because I was going to take Gregory Russo because I, I want an edge player, somebody to get after the quarterback. But here I am in round three, pick 72. I also have pick 81 and 88 and 93 coming up based on all our trades and acquisitions, both by Brad Holmes and me. So I'm going to play the board here. 
I'm going to take Boogie Basham Jr., Carlos Basham from Wake Forest, 6'3", 281. A little inconsistent, but could definitely get after the quarterback. Reminds me of like a Cliff Averill, Aquara type where it's going to make plays. He's also going to be kind of disappear at times. So that's okay. We need bodies, and I got some eyes for these other picks of where I'm going to try to eye them up. So let's go ahead and take Boogie Basham. What a great name. We got an edge player. We got a middle linebacker with a crazy body build and can do some things. More trade offers here. A three and a six to move way up in the third. No, thank you. Oh, the Raiders sniped me. I was looking to get Brevin Jordan tight end from the U. And he went one pick before me, but that's okay. That's no problem. I want to take a look at corners right now. See what we can do at cornerback. Yeah, I love right here. Nobody that I can't wait on. So I'll look at the board. We got, you know, Josh Myers, interior player from that school down south. I mean, maybe, but I mean, you, you know, there's basically one reason I can't do it. Hey, listen, Ohio State sucks. <laughs> yeah, I can't do it. We already got too many of those type of players on our football team already. Um, Let's see. I didn't take the running back. You know, Michael Carter is here. Uh, Sean Wade from Ohio State is here. But I, you just heard the sound clip. I can't do it. Kenneth Gainwell is a really dynamic running back. I am here in the middle of round three. I could consider that. Quincy Roche is on the board. You know where he plays. Benny Blades is school. But uh, I'm not going to go there. You know what I'm going to do? I'm going to go down the board a little bit, even though I got other picks coming up. Like, nobody... I don't love anybody up there at the top, and I, I'm going to go ahead and take this kid. And, and again, you, you might say it's a little bit of a homer pick. I mean, I even do have music for it, you know what I'm saying? But I think this is a good pick right here. We're taking the big Zalen Collins-type linebacker. Let's go ahead and get myself just a tackling machine, a, a, a really beast of a football player. How about I go ahead and take Cam McGrone here in the third round? And beef up that linebacker position and get a different type of linebacker. So I'm going to go ahead and take him right here. Hammer grown from Michigan. Rather than taking that, that that other school. You know what I'm saying? That just makes sense for, for who I am. More trades. Nothing worth even discussing at this point. So, so here I am at pick 88. And I got pick 93 coming right up. So Sean Way, the corner, did go. I mean, yeah, could have maybe paired him up with Okuda. We, we might be able to get a corner later. I like getting camera grown there where I got him. There's a couple like big interior linemen that I think I can get a little bit later. So, gosh, I'm tempted by Roche here. Check on another guy. They're off the board. Another target of Benny Blades I was checking on that is already gone. So I'm going to pick at 88 and 93 here. So I want to make a good combo platter. I could get Gainwell and Roche, I could get Hunter Long, kind of the the second or third type, you know, tight end, he's not as dynamic, you know, as some of the other players, but he's just a solid tight end that can block and catch for you, there's also a kid, Jalen Twyman here from Pittsburgh that I love a lot, so let's see, I've helped out the defense with a linebacker, safety, edge, and another linebacker, let's check out the receivers here, see what we got, Tylen Wallace, Oklahoma State, 
Frank Darby, who reminded me a lot of Antonio Brown when I saw him in that 84 at the Senior Bowl, kind of the way he played football, probably not as crazy off the field. I don't love any of the receivers right here. A peek at QB, and nobody I like there. Running back, Michael Carter, Gainwell, like I said. Defensive tackle. Walker Little is a guy I like. I may wait on him with uh, see if I can get him in the fourth. That would be that'd be nice value, I think. So let's go ahead and wait on him. Let me look at my interior lineman, just make sure I got some targets still left. Yeah, my top guys are Twyman. You know, you got Wilson, Marvin Wilson, Florida State. You got Tyler Shelvin from LSU. Odigi Zua from UCLA, one of the all-name teams here in this year's draft. I'll have to do a podcast on all the great names that will be coming up in this draft. But uh, cornerback, Trill Williams, another great name there at the top. But uh, no corners I like at this point either. Already taking safeties, edges. So let's just go back to the overall. Again, this is kind of the exercise you do gonna have to work my way through these picks a little bit more rapid fire i get it but uh you know what i'm gonna do right here i'm just gonna kind of work the board and uh I'll look between michael carter who was a three-star coming out of uh, high school his his profile says he's a complimentary a 1b type back uh, that is featured in the passing game zone rushing scheme so that seems to all fit the lions kenneth gainwell Restar, he's a feature back that plays some in the slot and is featured heavily in the passing game spread, um, wide zone type offense. I liked a lot what I saw from Michael Carter in the Senior Bowl, but I think Kenneth Gainwell is kind of the home run play here at running back. There are some other guys I can wait on, but nobody nobody as dynamic as him. So I'm gonna go ahead and take a running back, pair him up with Swift here dynamic catching backs that can do some things and now i'm up at 93 and i'm hoping my boy is still there didn't go so i'm gonna go ahead and go down the board i said this on my other podcast i did a mock draft with no trades on my believe in lions b-l-e-a-v and lions on the believe podcasting network you guys go check that out if you're craving mock drafts if you love mock drafts like me And I said, this kid's from Pittsburgh. He's an interior defensive lineman. He's an interior rush player. He's got that same type of size, 6'2", a little bit under 300 pounds. Um, He's the 99th player ranked here by the Draft Network. A lot of things adding up to a player similar to Aaron Donald. He even looks freaking like Aaron Donald. I don't know if he can play like him, but if he can play anywhere close to him, I'm taking him right here. With my pick, let's see, I come up at 112, so I don't think I can wait on him, but it would be nice to get like Roche and this player, but I'm just going to go ahead and take Twyman here, give, give me an interior lineman, I haven't addressed that spot yet, we'll see what comes up at 112, still in round three, we still got lots of picks left based on all these trades we made, so... Alright, so the phone stopped ringing, we're here in round four at pick 112, Still some great safeties on the board. Good interior lineman. Marvin Wilson is still there. That's intriguing. Patrick Jones the second is intriguing. Let's look at Patrick Jones the second for for a minute. Six four and a half, two sixty four. Starting defensive end in a 4-3. He's a little inconsistent. He seemed to do some nice things at the Senior Bowl. 
I liked what I saw. He seemed like the prototypical defensive end to me. And in this draft, we already got two linebackers. We already got a freaky edge and Boogie Basham. What if we just go ahead and take Patrick Jones the second right here and add to our edge depth? Because who knows what we're going to do with Trey Flowers in coming years if he can't put up bigger numbers. Get another young body in there with big size. Marvin Wilson is very intriguing to me. I mean, this kid was a five-star coming out of high school. They have him as a rotational defensive tackle. We just took uh, Twyman. So I'm going to double dip right here on the edge rushers because I think that's more of a premier spot. So go ahead and give me Patrick Jones the second from Pittsburgh as well. So we got Twyman and Jones the second teaming up. Liking how this draft is working out. Now, again, lots of defense, linebackers, safeties, edges. Um, interior players. We got to we got to get some more offense here, if possible. Coming around, we're in round five now. Coming around to one five three, and looking at the board. I mean, we 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 took our running back Kenneth Gainwell, so running backs are pretty much off the table. Let's go ahead and take a peek at wide receivers and tight ends again. Wide receivers, nobody that I love that I can't wait on. Tight ends. Nobody that I love whatsoever. I do think the Lions need to get another tight end. I know people are like, not another tight end, but I'm just saying. You need depth behind Hawkinson. You need to add to that position. But I'm just going to play the board right here. You might think it's another homer pick, but he's right at the top of the board. He's at a position of need. I haven't taken a cornerback yet. You know I say often on the show, you can't ever have too many corners. Give me Aubrey Thomas from Michigan. I won't play the music again, but you know who he is. I'm, I'm picking back up at 174 again, and I'm going to see if I can dip down there and get myself a receiver and, and and go from there. I don't know if I have any picks after 174, but I feel good about all the holes we already plugged. You know, I'm looking at the wide receiver board right here at pick 174 overall in the fifth round. Yeah, we did. We, we acquired a sixth rounder, so we still got some more picks left. Um, we got WAP from Indiana. First name WAP, last name Fowler, I believe is how you pronounce it. Uh, good football player, Shy Smith, a little slot player. We could go with him. Again, we picked Rondale Moore, so he's kind of a gadget guy, so he'd probably be looking for more of a prototypical type receiver. You got Cornell Powell here, who was a four-star out of high school, six foot, 205. They have him as a developmental wide receiver in any type of scheme. I mean, I don't mind that. We could we could possibly wait on those type of players. I mean, here's a here's a big slot. This might be the type of guy we look at that can complement what Rondell Moore does. Six foot, 222. Marlon Williams out of UCF. Crazy, you know, never drops the football, good PFF rating, good things said about this kid. I'm going to go ahead and take him right here, and then we'll just play best player available um, uh, when we get into the six. So Marlon Williams, so we got ourselves a scat back. We got ourselves a big body slot type interior type receiver. We'll put Tyrell on the outside and 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 Quintez in the middle there and, and see what we do in free agency. Maybe we can get one of those young guys I talked about, like Demarcus Robinson, John Ross, little speed demon. Maybe we can get uh, Josh Reynolds to play the outside. Be rolling at that point at receiver if, if that's what we want to do. Cornell Powell is still here at the top of the board. But uh, like you said, we, we, we can't take too many receivers, in my opinion, because you just end up cutting some of those guys. But uh, 
look and see who else we got. I mean, I pa I didn't even look at Walker Little. I apologize, everybody. I was going to look at him in the fourth round, and I totally uh, slipped my mind. There's just no offensive tackles and, and really no interior players that, that seem like value. So I know all you guys like want to fill that right guard position, but I'm sure the Lions can figure that out a different way. So build the edge, interior, Look at the corners again, because I wouldn't even mind getting another cornerback. What do I love at this point? Quarterback, KJ Costello, if you want to take a flyer on him. He's got some traits, some ability, but nobody else there. You know, some people would say maybe take a flyer on Felipe Franks. I mean, I don't know. He's got some ability, but it's probably not a guy I'm taking. I consider him here, to be honest, just because of positional value you got nick eubanks from michigan i can't take three michigan people you guys call me a total homer here um but eubanks he always was said to be good but he never really made plays when when he turned on the games on saturday for the university of michigan and gosh, i don't have many late like guys i love because the lions you know if they're not making these crazy trades like we did we're not picking here late in the sixth round but uh, this is when I go back to my overall board. I just kind of look at look at what we got. Can I edge players? Even though we already got a couple, we can always add there. We know linebackers an issue, so wouldn't be opposed to another backer if that made sense. Let me scroll down, see if I can find a target I love here. All right, for the sense of time, and just because I think this is a position we continue to beef up with young players that might be able to come through and, and be value. You know, there's a wide receiver I like here, Josh Palmer from Tennessee. Excuse me, he's 6'1", 210. He can make a lot of plays at the Senior Bowl. Liked what I saw. I've already taken two receivers. We've already brought in Tyrell Williams. We already have Quintez. Sure, you could add another guy, but that seems like overkill. But what doesn't seem like overkill, even though you got Okuda, AO, who do we take? We took Aubrey Thomas. I'm going to take a flyer on this kid. This is trade. Well, trade Norwood out of Oklahoma is interesting to me at the cornerback position, but not as interesting, I think, as this kid. This is Cameron. Bynum out of California, three-star. He's over six feet. He's almost 200 pounds. And he's played a bunch of ball. I mean, I read up on this kid a few weeks ago. He started 38 consecutive games. He's a four-year starter, um, quality football player, obviously has some uh, things, you know, you know, suggested to be an outside guy. Can he play other positions? I don't know. But he's a, he's a player I like at the cornerback position. He's right at the top of the board here when we're talking about, uh, you know, the overall positions here. So that's, that's somebody I'm considering before I pull the trigger. Let me go ahead and look over everybody else because this was a kid I did do some homework on. I do like. There are quite a few other corners above him, but I just like that that he's played a bunch of football. And nobody else is like jumping out to me at this point. I just like gotta have him at other positions. So I'm gonna go ahead and take him. I like that he's played. I like that he's a quality kid. Um, he's, I don't know, it just seems like a good thing for the Lions to invest in cornerback. 
It's kind of tough to do on the fly, I understand. And, but I hope you guys, this is how I do when I go through a mock because I'm weighing, I'm trying to figure out what's best value, positions of need. you got to kind of weigh all that. But it's a little bit of a stretch. I'm moving down the board here, but I think I'm going to go ahead and take this kid, you know. Oh gosh, now I'm now I'm debating going back on what I said because even though I got two receivers, Cornell Powell just seems like such good value here at 205. Top of the board, four-star kid, fits any system. I mean, the Lions have no receivers. Sorry, I I I I can't do it. Uh, you know, Cameron from California, the corner. I gotta go with Cornell Powell. I'm taking three receivers in this draft after loading up on defense, making a ton of trades. <laughs> um, what are the Lions' biggest needs? Defense and wide receiver at this point. What do I think I got really good value at? Defense and receiver by playing the board, taking the top guys available, taking guys from big schools, taking players that have pedigree, that have made plays, played a lot of football. So I got one, two, three, four, five, six, eleven picks, which I think is reasonable. I think you could go from if if Brad Holmes wants to get crazy, I can see him going from six picks to eight, ten, eleven would be like, man, just multiple trade downs absolutely killed it but it's not it's not unforeseen like i've seen lots of teams in my time doing working with the draft go from eight nine or ten picks in a draft it's not totally uncommon you get up to 12 or more that's uncommon 11 is a little bit uncommon no doubt but we made multiple trades out of the first round acquired picks so let's go ahead and run down the draft i'll go ahead and close up this show at Pick number 30 overall. We traded all the way down to 30 from number seven. Took the Buffalo Bills selection there and took Zaylen Collins, linebacker Tulsa. And kid is 6'4, 260 pounds. Um, starting linebacker. Opportunities to rush the passer, drop in coverage, plays downhill, and in space. <laughs> I mean, that just sounds like the perfect linebacker football player for any scheme, anything you want to do with them. I mean, love that pick. Got Mo Rig here, the safety from TCU. They say that he's a starting free safety, heavy, heavy cover one or cover three. Great, because I was told that Deron Harmon could play cover one, and all he did was get roasted, toasted, and extra crispy last year, just like Justin Coleman. So we'd love to put Trayvon back there in a single high or let him play alongside Tracy or play him over Tracy if Tracy shows us that he can't step up. We got Rondale Moore, 5'9", 175, but don't let his size fool you. Kid's a weight room beast. He's thick. He can. He's got crazy speed. He's probably going to run 4'3". Four, 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 um, just can do it all. Gadget player, like I said, but dynamic. Boogie Basham Jr. from Wake Forest. Again, love the, love the weight on this kid. You know, left defensive end in a 4-3. That's what the Lions are looking for if they move on from Romeo Quara. Cameron McGrone, 6'1", 230 pounds. Heavy guy, only a red shirt sophomore. Five-star coming out of high school. He can rush. He's got that leadership mentality. He's had a few injuries, but he's a starting Mike, a guy that you can put right in the middle, probably make the captain of your defense if he can put it all together at the NFL level. Kenneth Gainwell, 5'11", 191, running back out of Memphis. This kid, again, 
throw the ball to him. You put the ball in his hands. He's a dynamic guy. Can can go to the house. Can make some bunch of plays in the passing game along with DeAndre Swizzle. You gotta like that. Jalen Twyman from Pittsburgh. Again, looks like Aaron Donald. Played where Aaron Donald played. Plays the position Aaron Donald plays. He's a redshirt junior. Can Brad Holmes take this kid and turn him in to Aaron Donald light? <laughs> Nobody's going to be Aaron Donald. Nobody can just destroy the guy in front of him on every play like Aaron Donald does, who the Lions should have took instead of Eric Ebum, but they didn't. So take this kid and see what you can do with him. Took Patrick Jones, again, prototypical edge player, defensive end. Hopefully, again, replacement for Okwara, as well as just add bodies there, where you can roll bodies all day in and out and and make plays. We got Aubrey Thomas, again, not the best when I would watch him at Michigan, but 6 foot, 190 pounds, a guy that... He's got the potential to be a starting corner, and he doesn't need to be a starting corner on the Lions because we got AO and Okuda, and we're probably going to add another veteran to so slot in there at number four or five. And if he plays good ball, he'll move up the depth chart. He seemed to have a great day at the Senior Bowl, and people said they loved his athleticism and the way he covered people and you know some of his ball skills type of thing. So we'll see if, if he could turn that into an NFL-type player. Uh, Marlon Williams, again, six foot 222 out of UCF. They have him as a big spot, big slot in a spread formation. They 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 just think he took on a bigger role. Um, just he's a touchdown guy. You know his his receptions in 2020, 71 catches, thousand yards, 10 touchdowns in just eight games. I mean you gotta love that production. And like I said, PFF other organizations seem to have good things to say about him. And here's my triple dip. On wide receivers in the sixth round, thanks to the trade downs. Cornell Powell, six foot, two oh five from Clemson. You know, he's used to a, a prototypical guy like Goff throwing to him with Trevor Lawrence. You can develop him under the other guys you've taken, as well as you bring in a, a younger vet or two. Think it's worth the gamble, especially where I took him at two hundred and five overall. There's my draft. Again, lots of picks. Lots of trade downs. You gotta love trade downs. I kinda did what I said you shouldn't do, which is I acquired almost too many picks. But hey, this is a year where the Lions need to stock the shelves and also like bring guys along. Get guys in the system, bring them along so they can be ready to roll in 2022. And that's what I think I did. Trading down two or three times in round one and then ignoring all other trades because I already got all my picks. And then I'm just taking BPA. Um, I'm taking needs and I'm taking players that can make impacts for the Detroit Lions both now and in the future. So everybody, there's my live mock draft with trades. Detroit Lions. For the Detroit Lions. Thank you, Conrad. There it is, everybody. Drink it in. Drink it in, man. Thank you so much for listening to the Detroit Kool-Aid cast here on a Friday. I hope everybody has a great weekend. I will catch you next week, twice a week, Wednesdays and Fridays. Right here on the Detroit Kool-Aid cast. Take care, everybody. I'm out. Pack the bag, start the plane. This game is over. It is over. What a comeback by the Lions. Drink it in, man.